1: Friends filling in for Dr. Dunn this week. My name is Jeff Hunt. It's an incredible privilege to be with you, following in the footsteps of John Andrews, who helped create Backbone Radio all the way back in 2005. And I've followed his footsteps all the way over to the Centennial Institute. That's where I spend most of my time, the Centennial Institute, the conservative think tank at Colorado Christian University. But in many ways, I'm unleashed. From the responsibilities of working for a 501c3 organization, as you can imagine, with the tax laws and the requirements there, I must remain neutral in campaigns and party activities and candidates and all those things, but not on this show. Friends we can be as partisan as we want, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to be hosting a whole series of candidates for the Colorado GOP chair today, and we're going to get a chance to hear from them. And I'm going to talk about my own conservative passions and values in a way you may not get on the Frontier Freedom Hour. That's a show that runs Sundays from 1 to 2 here on KNUS. That's sponsored by Colorado Christian University. So John, as you know, created Backbone Radio, then Matt Dunn inherited that. John also created Centennial Institute, the Independence Institute, and the Western Conservative Summit. I have a chance now to be the co-chairman of the Western Conservative Summit, an incredible event in June, June 9th and 10th, where we bring like 50 of the nation's Most influential conservative leaders right here to Denver, Colorado. It's one of the most remarkable events. And I can tell you stories. We hosted President Trump in 2016 and was a a, a remarkable event. I'm going to share with you one story. I'm going to share with you a little bit what like that was behind the scenes, because if you may have remembered this, so Colorado did not go for President Trump in the primaries. It went entirely for Ted Cruz. All the delegates to the 2016 Republican Convention were for Ted Cruz. And so Donald Trump had just won the nomination. He had just gotten enough delegate votes. He was locked and loaded to be the Republican nominee. And we didn't quite know how to get him because how do you reach Donald Trump, right? So I went and looked at how his organizations kind of formulated their emails, right? Was it first letter last name at Trump.com or was it first name dot last name at Trump.com? well i figured it out and i just emailed everybody in the entire organization i just went through and i started at the very top with the campaign manager and just sent emails hey we'd like to have donald trump come to the western conservative summit and somebody responded and they sent it to their people and they said all right we're interested in coming but we got to talk to you about it. We got to work out all those details. So we did all that, got it all worked out, negotiated, and we had to move the entire summit to accommodate him because he could only speak in the morning. And they told us he was absolutely going to be on time. Don't worry about it. Get it fired up and all that. And I said, well, who, who do you get to introduce Donald Trump We've got to get Sarah Palin. So we we got a hold of Sarah Palin and Sarah Palin opened that day at the Western Conservative Summit. We had it, it was a pandemonium, 400 media outlets. The the protesters were crazy. We were down at the Colorado Convention Center and the protesters had taken over the entire courtyard by the big blue bear. And so We had to figure out how to get our people in the door, and we knew that they were going to be protesters. We we always talked with the Denver Police Department, and they told us this was where they were going to organize. So we had to rent buses, and we had to send all of our guests to a particular hotel, and then they had to get on a bus there. They got checked in, got put on a bus, and then we took them to a, a secret entrance point at the Colorado Convention Center, where they then had to go through all the metal detectors. And friends, I've been around presidential candidates before I've worked on presidential campaigns. I've seen Secret Service. The amount of Secret Service to protect Donald Trump was just remarkable. I mean, fully camoed out, long guns, not just guys in suits. I mean, it was wild. And so... We get all these people in, and, and we have 400 media outlets. I can see them all. I mean, cameras like I've never seen before covering this because this was, I think, one of his first speeches since securing the nomination and becoming uh, the, the, the nominee for the Republican Party. So everybody was there to watch. Well, uh we hear he's, he's, he's on the ground. He landed at Centennial Airport in his jet, and he was on his way, and he was coming right over. So we've got about two hours of opening things. We've got Sarah Palin and others. Let's let's fire it up, and let's go. And so we, we get the whole thing going, and we had planned that we were going to have a video that was going to be kind of like Reagan, Trump, Reagan, Trump, Reagan, Trump, Reagan. It was going to kind of coalesce, in ladies and gentlemen, Donald J. Trump, and we're nonpartisan. This was purely just to kind of make it a show, right? You have the Republican. Now it's the first time we'd ever had a presidential nominee and we wanted to make it a show. We wanted people to be entertained and that was our motivation. So we fire things up, things go, and we're getting to the point where it's about time for Steve House, who's the chairman of the Colorado Republican Party to introduce Donald Trump. Well, President at that point, candidate Donald Trump was not on on uh, on premise. And so we the whole thing gets spun up and then just stops and we don't have anything to do. And you have, you know, a few thousand people and all these media and Fox News is even covering it and we don't have anything to do. For two hours this happened, and we kept sending up this quartet to sing, and they ran out of songs to sing, and then we're just playing random Prager PragerU radio or videos to just try to go, and I just keep going up to try to keep the crowd entertained and stuff like that, and it got to the point where I would walk up and people would boo. <laughs> Have you ever walked up on stage with like thousands of people and all the media, and they're booing you? That's that's essentially what it was. So finally, we hear, okay, Donald Trump's on premise. He's met with the uh, major donors he's going to meet with. He's going to come down the elevator and then he's going to walk across right across the hall and he's going to come in and then we'll put him up on stage. And I'm like, all right, here we go. So Steve House, he's got a one minute intro and then he's got a 10 minute speech. And then we've got this one minute kind of Reagan Trump video and so we fire up Steve House and there he goes. And he walks up there onto the main stage, starts to give a speech. No Trump. We're about halfway through a speech. No Trump. We're at the end of his speech. No Trump. And like the, the what I'm absolutely freaking out about is the fact that I'm going to cue all this up and then stop it again and get booed by this crowd all over again. And Steve House finishes his speech and we cue that video. Reagan, Trump, Reagan, Trump, Reagan, and it's just going in, and there's no Trump, and it's a minute, and we're about thirty seconds, thirty seconds into it, no Trump. Finally, with about fifteen seconds into the video, Donald Trump walks into the back of the stage, and as you can imagine, everybody behind stage mobs him. Right, they all want pictures. And I'm going, oh, no. So I push everyone ab- away, and I grab his arm, and I go, you need to get on the stage now. And I shuffle him up onto the stage, and off he walks onto the stage, and he hit the timing perfectly it was ladies and gentlemen donald j trump and uh, he walks out and the crowd goes crazy and all that stuff that was what it was like that's honestly what it's like trying to host the western conservative summit okay i'm like a little duck paddling my feet under the water everything looks calm oh here comes you know donald trump no idea that everyone's frantic behind stage to trying to get him up on stage anyways we've we've invited him back for this year's western conservative summit and i am going to remind you Uh, the summit, CCU, all that stuff. They're nonpartisan. We invite uh, Joe Biden. We invite Polis. We even invite Kevin Newsom this year. Um, It's about ideas. But for me personally, today, in my own personal capacity, I'm going to tell you about these stories. And I'm going to tell you, I'm a proud Republican. And we are going to cover these issues today. So stick around. When we get back, we're going to hear from candidates for the Colorado GOP chair. Stick around. You're listening to Backbone Radio. I like that bumper music. There you go. Little country boy in here. Hey, friends, Jeff Hunt filling in for Matt Dunn. We have an absolutely jam-packed show today, and I've asked my friends who are running for Colorado GOP chair to come on and tell us exactly how they plan to win. I worked for the Colorado GOP back in 2014, back when we won. We had great success both at the uh, state House, state Senate level, but then Cory Gardner won that year, became U.S. senator as well. Since then, it has been really, really bad for Republicans in the state of Colorado. I have one agenda, and that is to win if you are a Republican. And if you're the chair, you need to give us your vision on how you plan to win again. It, you're kind of you're like the head coach of a football team. You can talk about media messaging. You can talk about ideas. You can talk about all these things, right? We're going to raise up the next generation. Okay, okay. You actually only have one job to do, and that is to win. So we're going to have a whole series of candidates joining us today to talk about that. And our very first one, a very good friend of mine, Casper Stalkheim. Casper, tell us, how do you win if you are the GOP chair?
2: (laughs) Well, that's a really good question, and I have a written plan to win. But I wanted to say that I was at that – I was downtown uh, at that Trump um, um, (laughs) meeting at the West Conservative Summit when he was uh, late. So I was there. (laughs) Uh, And I I also have a really great Jimmy Carter story, so I'll probably have to call back for that when it's time. But um, I have a great – Jimmy Carter story to to talk about. You were talking about maybe talking about that later today in the show, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So so how we win. So you and I have known each other for quite some time. Um, I've been talking about this concept for a long time, 10 years at least, and I saw this challenge happening. I said, guys, if we don't do some serious outreach and we don't start doing some serious working in the community, we're going to be right where we are right now. Mm -hmm. And – lo and behold this is where we are so i have a written plan uh can access it from my website i call it operation Oust.
1: what's your website casper
2: it's casper for colorado.com that's f-o-r casper f-o-r colorado.com so operation oust the o stands for outreach i've been doing outreach for years um we've had really good success actually with heidi gnault's team when she ran for governor but we only had two weeks um Excuse me, two months to get that done. We needed two weeks. Uh, man, we needed two years to get something like that done, not two months. But we got the um, we got the endorsement from the Ethiopian community, first time ever. And a lot of conservatives are in the community. We just have to go in and get them and get them signed up as Republicans. Um, the U stands for Unite. We have to unite the party like we've never united before. And I'm reagan Fords and Tea Party activated. Mm. So I'm uniquely positioned to actually talk to both sides to start pulling them together and focusing on the 80% that binds us. The S stands for support. We need to turn the Colorado GOP into support organization to support our counties, candidates, volunteers, voters, everybody. So when you call in, text in, write in, stop by, you are put into a system and you get your question answered Um, either right then and there or shortly after because you'll have a, a, a ticket number. And then finally, training. We need to train up thousands of candidates across our state to compete in all races. Whether we can win or not, we need to still be competing in those races, and that's going to take money, and I uh, have a plan for that as well.
1: So let's talk about that. Money is absolutely critical in politics. You don't have it. The ca- the car doesn't move. It's the gasoline that moves <laughs> cars forward. And I know, I know it's hard to fundraise. I know a lot of people don't yeah. like to do it, but it's absolutely critical. I would almost say... If the if the GOP chair could do two things, one go Oppo research all the Democrats that are out there and just dive into their backgrounds and show them for the corrupt officials that they actually are. It's 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 a mob like mentality. I'm not, not even a mob. It's it's like a mob operation. Okay, correct. It is totally corrupt. I love good Oppo research. I think the closest we got on John Hickenlooper was the fact he, was, he wasn't he was paying for private jets and flying around right. on them, okay? And then right. secondly, they need to be able to raise money. I know you're limited as the GOP chair in your ability to raise money because you can raise money for other candidates. So here's my question to you. In yeah. your background, tell us your experience on how you can build a winning team to win in Colorado.
2: Well, I'm gonna do the same thing that every chair has done for the whole time I've known the party, and that is hire a full-time fundraising person. Christie had one, Ken Buck had one, you know, even though he's a congressman, he's still, we still had about the same amount of money coming through the party coffers. So so that's the first thing. The second thing is, we need to actually go way beyond what we've been doing in the past. What we've been doing in the past is we never had enough money to do any research We never even had enough money to support candidates, let alone doing your research. So I'm calling on all Republicans to do what I'm doing, and that is donating $15 total, $10 a month to the county party organization, and $5 a month to the state GOP. Jeff, if we did that, we have over. 900-something thousand Republicans. If we did that, we would literally have no more money problems. We'd have enough money for OPPO research on every Democrat candidate that's out there. Now, I'm a realist, and I know you are as well. Um, The odds of getting all 900,000 to do anything is slim and none. But if we get half, a a fourth, an eighth, or even a sixteenth of Republicans to do that, Jeff, we don't have any more money problems here in our state and we can start winning elections again.
1: Well, what you're saying taps into a, a, a real true reality, okay? So the the country cl- club Republicans, I grew up around those. I grew up as a country club kid. The country do- club Republicans are gone. They're not they have been gone since Walker Stapleton lost, okay? They're they're no, no. longer. There's no more secret meeting of really big Country club Republican donors. If it's going to change, it's going to be the masses that changes. Yes. You cannot Absolutely. sit around and just wait for millions of dollars to just flow in from you know heaven on this. They are not there. It is going to be people. I really appreciate. I like that idea of everybody getting in and giving a little bit to their county, which is really important, mm-hmm. and, uh, and to the state. Go ahead, Casper.
2: Yeah, and that pushes the money out where it needs to be anyway, out with the people. So now we can start supporting these local races for school board and county commissioner and all those local races can now have enough resources because, as you mentioned earlier, the state party really hands are kind of tied on how much money we can give to each candidate and all the other things. So if we push that money out, then we don't have to worry about that. We can just run the party well. We can make sure that we uh, support these Um, other organizations as they're out there doing outreach in the community like now, not waiting until election time because by then it's too late, right? Mm -hmm. We have to start now. We have to be doing outreach, reaching out to the the Black community, Hispanic community, Ethiopian community, any community, Asian community, all of them, and do it now so that it doesn't look like we're just pandering for their vote, right? If we do it now and we form those relationships, we will start seeing our numbers increase as far as um, voter registration
1: numbers all across the state. Casper, I think one of the things that's going to be very critical for a state party chair is they've got to get a win, some wins, somewhere, (laughs) school board meetings uh, or school board uh, elections, county commissioner elections, mayor elections, somewhere. Because if if you're a, a pretty serious donor, I mean, you've probably been pretty successful in business, These business leaders look at their giving the same way as they look at investments. They're not just going to send checks out because it makes them feel good. They want to see returns and they want to see success. And more than that, we've got to get some wins for the for the base of the Republican Party to believe that we can actually change things in this state. What say you, (laughs) Casper?
2: I say you're 100 percent correct. That's why we also have to. Um, Try to get the grassroots motivated to donate again to the party. Well, again, to start donating monthly to the party. If we have monthly budgets coming in, now the county chairs and so forth, they can start budgeting for advertising, for outreach, for support. all those things that we need to get done each and every cycle.
1: Casper, we've got to hit a commercial break here. Friends, Casper Stockham. Go to Casper4Colorado.com to learn more about him and get involved in this decision for the state party chair. Thank you so much, Casper. God bless you. Thank you, Jeff. Take care. We'll be right back. KNUS does it better than anybody else. I will tell you that much. I've been in radio my entire life. You got rock and roll. You got country. Blake's on the on the board right there doing a great job. Friends, my name's Jeff Hunt. I'm filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn tonight. Backbone Radio founded by John Andrews, who also founded the Centennial Institute, where I get a chance to work. Again, my positions today are purely my own and do not represent any of the 501c3s I get a chance to work for. Hey, we're talking with candidates, and if you have questions, comments about these candidates for Colorado GOP chair, you can text right through the app. I just gave it a test Download the 710KNUS app at 710 kinuscom and then send me a text message. Do you think Casper Stockham is the best to lead the Colorado Republican Party moving forward? Let me know. Our next candidate is already on the line. Aaron Wood, I'm going to ask you the same questions I asked Casper. How do we win in the state of Colorado? Wow. So
2: good
3: question. Uh, Thanks for having me on, first and foremost. Aaron Wood here. How do we win in Colorado? we got to start being bold, and we got to stick to our core platform and stop wavering from it. I think the biggest thing is there's so many conservatives that feel like the Republican Party has walked away from them. Like, they haven't left the party. The party left them. And then there's a lot of conservatives as well, too, that just don't feel like they can identify with a GOP that wants to be more moderate. You know, this whole idea of Colorado... Being a purple state, I I apply to this. You make the environment around you like we have an opportunity to impact the culture around us rather than be impacted by that culture. And what we have seen through weak leadership in the state GOP is a Republican party that is becoming more and more Democrat, to be quite honest.
1: (laughs) I I think I've heard the phrase before that that. that moderate Republicans are kind of just slower Democrats. Um, They eventually (laughs) get to where the Democrats are. But uh, it took them them about five to ten years later, right?
3: Yeah, they're they're just stuck in the roundabout looking for the exit. It's about time (laughs) to just finally take that exit to the left.
1: So what is in your background, Aaron Wood, candidate for Colorado GOP chair, that would say, okay, this guy can win? Because we're not talking county leadership. We're talking the leader of the Republican Party in Colorado in a state without a single – Elected statewide Republican and near super majorities in both the House and Senate. So what in your background says this is the George Washington that's going to go across the Delaware?
3: Yeah, two things to that, Jeff. One is who I am. I'm a Christian conservative, Christian first. Um, That's how I identify. I'm a husband. I'm a father. Anytime I speak, I look out into a crowd. and I don't see a, a sea of politicians and lawyers. I see other dads. I see moms. I see grandparents. I see people that are sick and tired of losing. Um, so there, there's, that, there's that zeal inside of me. Uh, aside from that, I'm a business guy. I'm a business leader. I'm a brand marketer, brand strategist, a data analyst. I've uh, spent 10 years in marketing and advertising and business development. Most recently worked a lot with automotive and automotive dealers and settled down um, with one dealership, an independent dealership outside of Denver here in Douglas County. And one, one thing I do is, like, you got to look at this like a business. A business that's failing, that wants somebody to come in and put a flashy new ad campaign together without changing any operational um, processes inside the business or making new hires or making some fires, if you will, that business is going to continue to fail. And I've seen this time and time again with auto dealers, for example, that want a new ad campaign. They want to attract new customers. And you can spend all the money you want in the marketplace in front of consumers. But once they call you and they find out you're not at all what you advertise yourself to be, you're still going to continue to fail. And so I'm I'm taking an outside fresh perspective, looking at this as a business case, as a brand marketing case, and then also taking data analytics into consideration because data is there to help us make good decisions. And instead of doing guesswork, let's use data to figure out where we need to go, who we need to target, who we need to speak to, and put together a solid messaging that can do that.
1: Now, the Republican GOP chair can't raise a ton of money for the Republican Party itself to be able to give. That's because of some campaign finance rules. But they need to be able to raise adequate money to be able to hire great people. How good is your fundraising background?
3: Well, if you look at fundraising as far as like selling a product or a service, I'm very good and very successful at doing that. The, the thing is, if you have something that people believe in, something of value – You know, not not just quality and not just the best price or the cheapest price, but something that brings value to them. They also know where their money is being spent. People will give to that. I think a big thing comes with financial transparency in helping donors understand, hey, a lot of your money or if not most of your money, if not all of it, is going to help get Republicans elected to help us win in this. And I think there's a there's a bit of a mystery. It's like, well, how much of my money is actually being spent? effectively in the marketplace. So a big deal with that is financial transparency being one. The other is having having that brand that not just says one thing, but a brand that does that thing as well, too. So a brand of action, uh, not just of work.
1: How are you planning to work with the national GOP organizations? Uh, they seem to have pretty much abandoned Colorado from my perspective. Not much interest here. They're looking at other states. So how do you go to Rona McDonald and say, or Rona McDaniels, and say, hey, make Colorado a priority?
3: Well, this is the thing. Either they want to make Colorado a priority or they don't. I think we can present the best business case possible. But at the end of the day, we, we've got Colorado to worry about. This is ours to steward and take care of. If I think you're right in the first place saying Rona Mc, McDonald. Um, if she doesn't want to help out, if they don't see the vision, so be it. You know, and I think next time around, after seeing new leadership changes across the country, uh, next time around from a, from a national level, we're going to see drastic changes in leadership across the board. But for now, you present the best business case. You showcase how you know we can we can start winning and we can build this back together and become a strong fighting force in Colorado for conservatives. And if they if they want to help, great. If you want to come to the table, sure,
1: I'd love that. But if you don't, we still have our state to steward and take care of, and that's our number one responsibility. I'd like to see the national GOP put the convention in Colorado. I know in uh, under Ryan Call's leadership, they made a really strong pitch for that. But go back to, friends, just think 2008 was when the DNC put the national convention here. Barack Obama, remember the Greek columns? That was at Mile High Stadium, friends. Yeah. And they made a priority to make Colorado a priority. That was 2008. Now, 2022, we can't get a Republican elected statewide. I think there needs to be a strong push, especially at the national level, to put the convention back in Colorado and make this a priority state. Aaron Wood, tell us a little bit about your family and how can people learn more about you? Where's your website?
3: Yeah, absolutely. My, my family, my wife and I, we've been married. It'll be 13 years this year. Uh, we, we met at work together, got married a couple of years later. Uh, we worked in television together. Um, we've got three beautiful kids. Uh, one's grown and living in Indiana. We've got two young ones at home. Uh, 10 and 11, we homeschool. We took them out of Douglas County Schools a couple of years ago. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. Um, and they're, they're, no, it was one of those things. We can't send them on that suicide mission anymore, but we, we we're blessed to be able to do that. Um, my wife does a great job putting together the education for them. Uh, I work to support them. I mean, the, the biggest, most important job in the world is, is a homeschool, stay-at-home mother, and, like, being able to do that, that's my pride and joy right there. Um, if you want to learn more about me, AaronWoodColorado.com. I put up a website for that. I've got some information on there. Uh, share my ideas, my mission statement, my strategy that I want to apply to the Colorado GOP. I also link to my Facebook page, my Twitter feed, and then most importantly, too, my LinkedIn. Um, I, I, I don't know about the other candidates, but I'm employed. I have been employed. I'm a businessman. I've grown a career that I'm proud of. I've worked with a lot of different people throughout the years, and so I have that on there as well, too, so that you can find out more about me, fill out the contact form, too. I've got two ears and one mouth. and happy to
1: listen to people. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, Aaron, I want to thank you as a Christian for getting engaged uh, and being motivated by your faith to try to change this country. That's fantastic. Real quick question here. Should primaries be open or closed?
3: They have to be closed, 100
1: percent. We got to stop letting Democrats control our primaries and elect weak Republicans. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and I want to I tell, take, I, oh, I go tell ahead it like this, Jeff. It's it, it's like well, it's like a business. It's like I'm
3: not going to have uh, a board meeting and invite my competitor into my right. company to start hiring employees that are going to uh, be dissenters and and a toxic uh, attribute to my environment, and then dip out and leave. And now I'm stuck with these employees that I never hired, but I allowed somebody else to
1: come <laughs> in who's actually my competitor and hire these people. Yeah. It's plain and simple. Well, I appreciate you, Aaron, for taking time to be on the show. And thank you for those that are texting in. And you, you got me. I, I got the Rona McDaniels last name wrong. And uh, the, the listeners jumped right on me in the text message app here, which I uh, really appreciate. So keep texting in. I appreciate it. Aaron, God bless you as you're working on this race. And I uh, wish you the very best.
3: God bless you, Jeff. Thanks for having me
1: on. Friends, we're going to continue this conversation. I've got Dave Williams coming up just after the commercial break. We've also got Eric Adlin coming up here as well, Senator Kevin Lumberg. And then finishing out the evening, you probably know this name, Tina Peters will be on to tell us her vision and plan for getting Colorado back in the win category. You're listening to Backbone Radio on KNUS. We'll be right back after this. You know what I'm learning here, Blake, is that you guys have some edge on Backbone Radio. There's an edginess here that I don't think you get in other radio shows. I like this. Hey, friends, Jeff Hunt filling in for the great Dr. Matt Dunn. Backbone Radio founded by John Andrews back in 2005 and also the founder of the Western Conservative Summit, which I get to help lead these days. Friends, we've been talking with candidates and texting your questions. I've got a great lineup of questions here, and uh, people are telling me kind of who they're getting behind. And so, you know, help, help challenge these candidates. They're up. They're going to represent the Republican Party. And up next is Dave Williams, Representative Dave Williams, who I got to know down at the state legislature. And Dave, I'm asking you the same questions I've asked everybody else. I want to win. I want to win in Colorado again. Republicans aren't winning at all. There's like a small little contingency of us left. A lot of people have headed out to Oklahoma and Wyoming and Texas and Florida. Uh, Help us win again. Dave, what's your plan?
4: (laughs) Well, that's exactly it. I I know that Colorado is not too far gone. We can turn this around. We just have to get back to the basics. And more importantly, we need a wartime leader who's not going to be afraid to advance our principles or our values and go toe to toe with the Democrats. And you know, that's more or less what I'm going to do if I'm, you know, given the privilege of leading Colorado Republicans.
1: You're definitely known for going toe to toe. Tell people a little bit about your background down at the state capitol because you had that reputation with Democrats down there.
4: You bet, you bet. I um, I w- I served in the uh, state house for House District 15. Uh, For six years, Um, it was, you know, the honor of my life, but it was also sort of a trial by fire. Um, We came in uh, to a minority, not as bad as what you're seeing now, but that was sort of a training ground for, you know, good folks like myself or Patrick Neville and some of the other grassroots leaders you may have heard of. And one of the things that I learned very quickly um, was how the Democrats um, fought and what they care about and more importantly, where their weaknesses are. You know they like to they like to pretend that the voters are aligned with them but that's not the case you know what they figured out is if they can you know make Republicans look bad and essentially lie about them they're always gonna have an edge the problem with Republicans uh, generally the past uh, Republican leadership that you've seen and not I'm not necessarily talking about Christy Burton Brown because I think she's done some good things in her own right but typically Republicans have been afraid to throw a punch and follow through on that punch. And if we're going to win, we have to highlight how the Democrats have ruined our state and really make it stick and not just two months before a campaign. We got to start now.
1: I like that notion of throwing a punch because um, they do. The other side absolutely does. And we're often caught off guard because we're really nice people. Um, Dave, I was uh, having a lunch uh, where Reince Priebus gave a presentation not too long ago. He said Republicans. Tend to care a lot about personality. You know, we get really excited about candidates. Democrats get equally excited, but about process, and they they get. I mean, they have built processes that get ballots into their hands and to win at the end of the day. So, what do you, as a chairman, blocking and tackling? And I'm a football coach with my boys. Build us, give us a sense of how you're going to build a team that's going to get the blocking and tackling right process-wise, to win in this state?
4: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it's important. You know, if we're going to start winning again, um, we're going to have to get back to basics. And that includes, you know, having a a robust get-out-the-vote effort. And again, not just two months before, you know, the election day. We also need to finance it and fund it. But I think more importantly, given the system, the unique system we have in Colorado, we have to start engaging in legal ballot harvesting. You know, one of the quickest ways to get Democrats to outlaw ballot harvesting is to start using it and using it effectively. And once we start winning elections by playing the rules of the game, I guarantee you the Democrats are going to change how they approach elections altogether. Um, There's certainly more. By the way, I I, I,
1: I pointed out the other day that churches should be legally legally. It's important to mention that word, not illegally, but legally ballot harvesting. If you had every church ballot harvesting in the state of Colorado, ballot harvesting would end. The Democrats would make sure that it ends because right now they're taking advantage of it. Go ahead, continue, Dave. Yeah,
4: absolutely. I mean, it's it's a lot more complicated, you know, than that. I'm trying to simplify it for the interview here, but essentially, if we're going to win, we have to get back to those fundamental basics, and that includes, you know, good old fashioned voter registration. We're certainly losing in that department. You you see more and more people uh, leaving both political parties, becoming unaffiliated. And I have some you know, theories as to why that is. But at the end of the day, if we're not asking folks to join our party, they're not going to join. So we need to do a better job at that. We need to fundraise for counties. We need to fundraise for candidates. And that's one of the number one complaints I've heard from candidates. Being a candidate myself, I know that's a big deal when the they don't feel the political party they're affiliated with is actually supporting them all throughout the entire process. We're going to do a better job at that. And more uh, to the point, we're going to you know, build up our lists and our volunteers and our and our dollar, dollars and our donors, and we're going to win.
1: Fundraising is absolutely critical. Tell us how you have fundraised in the past and how you're going to build a good fundraising team moving forward.
4: Sure. You know, there's really no big secret on how you fundraise. You have to be comfortable with being told no. You have to be comfortable with doing, you know, the hard work. It's like uh, It's like going to the gym. You don't necessarily want to go at first, but once you Get into the routine of it and start lifting weights and getting better at it you're gonna be in no time you're gonna be a rock star at it what we're gonna do is we're gonna help put together a good finance team uh, that you know certainly can network with uh, high dollar donors across the state as well as small dollar small dollar donors and you know the one of the hard work um, piece of hard work for the chair it's just good old fashioned, getting on the phone, knocking on doors and really putting forward a plan that's different than you've seen in the past in funding you know that plan for victory.
1: So one of the text messages here says you are absolutely a fighter and they kind of put you in the category of you and Tina Peters are like the real fighters. So tell us how you stand out from Tina Peters.
4: Well, you know, I. I love Tina. I was a supporter of hers, definitely. Um, I don't take anything away from her. You know, the one thing I would say that distinguishes the both of us is I think she really wants to do what she can on election integrity. And I, God, God knows, I agree. There's a lot of problems we have, but the job of the chair is more than just simply, you know, pounding the the bully pulpit, saying we have to fix this, that, or the other. We live in a world where, yeah, there are problems, but there are so many other um, you know, situations and issues that we have to focus on. And so I'm not going to be a one trick pony and I'm going to take the fight to the Democrats as well as, you know, trying to make sure that we, you know, have a better election system to the extent that the, that the chair can
1: open or closed primaries,
4: closed primaries.
1: That was easy. <laughs> yeah. um, and I asked this question to Aaron Wood as well. Can you try to get the convention to Colorado? When I look back at the history 2008, Barack Obama ordained at Mile High Stadium. And then by 2022, we can't even elect a single Republican statewide. I think those conventions matter. Will you as state party chair make a push to get the convention to Colorado?
4: Absolutely. If I don't have to go to some other state, Uh, to enjoy our national convention you bet i'm gonna do that and i know you know millions of colorado republicans would love it as well you bet day one i'll get to work on that
1: well here's what i've been trying to pull point out on the national stage okay 101 of joe biden's 300 electoral votes that he got came from the western united states we used to laugh off we used to go the left coast it's oregon washington california all right now we're losing nevada new mexico arizona Colorado. The left has an absolute plan to make the Western United States a solid blue voting block. And I want to see us from the state level fighting to bring the convention here, to get attention from national Republicans, to help us in the state. And we've got to win ourselves as well. Um, Dave, how do people follow you? How do they connect with you and learn more about you?
4: You bet. If you if your viewers want to go to my website, it's Dave for gop.com That's D-A-V-E-F-O-R-G-O-P.com. That has all my contact information and my platform. So go ahead and find me and ask me any
2: questions you like.
1: Friends, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Backbone Radio. We have Eric Odland up just after these commercial breaks. So stick around. Kevin Lumberg and Tina Peters coming up a little bit later. Thanks for tuning in to Backbone Radio